This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hey ActiveXor, here we are again and in this episode I am answering the question what is the best treatment for sciatica? Now, this is a big topic but as ever, um, because I like to be brief and because I have a patient to see very shortly, I will try to condense this into some um, meaningful content but manageable as well. So before we get to what is the best treatment, it's very, very important to stress that sciatica is not a diagnosis. Okay, sciatica, and I have covered this many times before, and if you want more on this, listen to previous episodes of the ActiveX Backs podcast, available on all great podcast platforms. I think we're on eight platforms, so you should find the ActiveX Backs platform podcast somewhere. And indeed, you may well be listening to this podcast version of this episode uh, or consuming it on YouTube, in which case, jump over to podcast platform. So, yeah, as I was saying, sorry, major diversion there. As I was saying, um, it's vitally important to know the cause of your sciatica. Sciatica is not a diagnosis. So here's an example I often give when people are a bit puzzled by me stating that. If you came, if you went to your doctor and said, doctor, I've been getting these really bad pains in my head, they sort of come over the left side, they spread forwards, uh, sometimes they sit behind my eye, and you tell your doctor all about these pains in your head, and the doctor leans forward, rubs his chin and says, hmm, I know exactly what's wrong with you. You have a headache. Now, you wouldn't be massively impressed, would you? But that's exactly what telling you you have sciatica is equivalent to. Sciatica simply means you have pain and or pins and needles in the distribution of your sciatic nerve. It doesn't tell you why. It's just like the doc saying you have a headache. Great. Why do I have a headache? Why do I have pain in my buttock, leg, wherever it may be, foot and so on? So it's vitally important if you're going to determine the best treatment for sciatica that you understand what the cause of your sciatica is. And again, I've covered this in the past, so listen to previous episodes of the podcast. What is sciatica? Broadly, and I'm not going to dive into this deeply, but broadly I split the sciatica into two groups. Nerve compression sciatica and non-nerve compression sciatica. There are a number of possible causes of each and it's vitally important. Well, it's not always that important to know exactly your cause of sciatica, but it's certainly important to know what isn't the cause. So for example, it's important to know that you don't have a pathology now. This is very rare, but it does happen by pathology. I mean infection, cancer, metabolic disorder, uh, cardiovascular problem, all sorts of things can lead to sciatica, but rarely do. The most common causes of sciatica are referred pain and pain related to the impingement of a disc on one of your spinal nerves. Okay, I said I wasn't going to get into that, so I'm not, but the point I'm making here is, is if you want to know what the best treatment for your sciatica is, you need to know what the cause of your
your sciatica is. Okay, the second point I'd like to make before we dive into the actual treatments is that perhaps the most important thing you can do is avoid aggravating it. So if you're trying to treat your sciatica, or whether you're going to one of a number of different things I'm going to mention in a moment, but if at the same time you're doing something that aggravates your sciatica, then it's two steps forward and two steps backward. Maybe it's even two forward and three backward at any given moment. You must identify the things that are aggravating your sciatica and stop doing them, or at the very least minimize their impact on you. So do them differently, okay? Now, if you want to know what's aggravating your sciatica and you haven't worked it out for yourself, because, you know, generally I would just listen to the pain, you know, observe your pain and see when it gets worse, when it gets better, to work out what's actually aggravating it. But if you're struggling to work that one out, then you can certainly get some insights from engaging with our chat bot at backpainandsciatica.com. You can do the free assessment there and it will take you through and, uh, yeah, give you a good output, particularly um, related to what sort of exercises should you do. And I'll be coming on to that at the end of this episode. So you must know the cause and secondly, avoid aggravating it. Now, thirdly, what are the best treatments for sciatica now? I'm basing this advice on international clinical guidelines. So the research evidence indicates that the best treatments for sciatica, and I'm leaving aside medication because that isn't my bag. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but it's not what I specialize in but certainly depending on the cause of your sciatica, there may be an argument for medication, okay? The main point I wanted to make here is about manual therapy. So manual therapy appears in all the clinical guidelines for the treatment of sciatica, okay? Now, what does manual therapy mean? It means using your hands. Who should be doing that? Probably not your um, big brother or your wife or anyone, but unless they happen to be an osteopath, chiropractor, physiotherapist, physical therapist in the USA, there are different names in different uh, countries. But fundamentally, make sure that they are registered with a reputable body, so ideally, certainly in the UK, statutorily regulated as osteopaths and chiropractors are, and Chartered Society of Physi uh, Physiotherapists, also um, highly regulated. So look for someone with appropriate qualifications and they should be able to help you with physical therapy for your sciatica, okay? However, I, I also think it's worth throwing into that mix a good massage therapist because depending on your cause, particularly if it's muscularly related, sciatica often responds well to massage therapy. Okay, now there are other causes of course for sciatica, many other causes aside from muscular causes. And that's why the clinical guidelines focus on manual therapists like chiropractors, osteopaths and physios rather than massage therapists who usually don't have the diagnostic capacity of those three professions. So manual therapy, big tick in the box. Now acupuncture is an interesting one because it has been removed from the clinical guidelines here in the UK in the last couple of years. I think it's still in the clinical guidelines in the US for the treatment of sciatica. 
Um, but it's been removed in the UK, rightly or wrongly. My personal experience is that I've had a few patients over 30 years of practice who I was struggling with. Uh, we weren't really getting anywhere very quickly with the relief of their sciatica. Um, and I recommended they try acupuncture. Uh, I know an acupuncturist here in Edinburgh very well. She's very, very experienced. And not in all cases, but certainly in a handful of cases, she got some tremendous results in terms of symptom relief. And at the end of the day, that's what you want, isn't it? You want to feel better. It doesn't really matter what the mechanism of action is. And I, I honestly don't know how that worked um, because in these, the cases I'm thinking of at least, and the reason they weren't getting better with manual therapy was they had severe irritation of a spinal nerve causing their uh, sciatic symptoms. And I wasn't really getting anywhere, but I thought, well, you know, let, let's try acupuncture. And in some cases that has worked very well. So, um, although it isn't in the clinical guidelines, I certainly recommend people try acupuncture sometimes, but certainly front and foremost would be the manual therapy. So osteo, chiro, physio. Now, lastly, what's the best treatment for sciatica? Um, and this, of course, all of these tie into, you must know what the cause of your sciatica is, but has to be on the list is exercise. Now, which exercise I hear you say, and I have covered this in other episodes of the ActiveX Backs podcast. The exercise, of course, depends on the cause. So some exercises will be good for some sciaticas and they may be absolutely what we call contraindicated. So the worst thing you can do for your sciatica. Now to help you with this, again, I would point you towards the free assessment at backpainandsciatica.com because there the chatbot which I have programmed will take you through a process in order to work out which movements, which exercises are most likely to relieve your lower back, or sorry, in this case, sciatica, what's going to relieve your sciatica. So if you want to know which exercises are best for your sciatica, for the treatment of your sciatica, do the free assessment at backpainandsciatica.com and take it from there. Um, so just high level stuff. You could be doing what we call McKenzie exercises, where you're lying on your front, sort of arching up, pushing down on the floor with your hands and making an arch in the small of your back. And theoretically, that often alleviates the pain of sciatica if it's related to a disc herniation, a bulge in the disc. But, you know, it can make other things worse uh, if your sciatica is related to what's known commonly as piriformis syndrome, although many people in my profession debate whether that's really a thing, but certainly piriformis syndrome, where the piriformis muscle tightens up, you may find that stretching your piriformis muscle helps. Um, so stretching the buttock area. Another one for sciatic pain is flossing. Um, and it's too technical for me to describe here, but basically you're stretching the sciatic nerve from opposite ends in turn in order to free off its movement through the intervertebral uh, foramen, the little gap that the spinal nerve comes through and then travels out to your sciatic nerve. So theoretically that nerve can be tethered, caught, irritated in that space. So sciatic flossing can be very good at freeing that off. It's usually a bit uncomfortable to do, but should 
lessen that discomfort over time. And certainly, as with all exercises, if the discomfort is increasing when you do the exercises, you're doing the wrong exercise. Remember my maxim of use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. If you're doing something that's aggravating your pain, it is probably a bad idea. Okay, bit of a quick run through of what is the best treatment for sciatica, but we've covered the vital importance of knowing what the cause of that sciatica is. Remember, sciatica is a description, not a diagnosis. Secondly, it's very important to avoid aggravating it. Then you've got manual therapy, including massage, possibly acupuncture, and of course, the massively important exercise and getting the right exercise, as I said, you can get at backpainandsciatica.com. Take the free assessment there. Otherwise, I hope this has been of value to you. And as ever, please do leave a review if you're listening to this on a podcast platform. It helps others to find this podcast. So please leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, likewise, leave me a comment. I will respond as rapidly as my diary allows. And uh, yeah, see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Backs show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.